Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Today's Amud Maseches Brachas is Mem Hey Amud Beis 45b. We are going to start at Testayim Derav, about 10 lines down the page, and we'll have three sections in today's Amud. The first section we'll deal with is going to try to show which of the two opinions sides like Rav and which sides like Rabbi Yochanan in the debate we had yesterday. The second section, the Gemara is going to introduce different halachas regarding Zimun, joining and separating. And the final section we'll deal with is the halachas of Amen, and particularly as it affects Birkas HaMazim. As Hashem, let's get started. So just as a reminder, we had a machlaikis yesterday. We know three people eat together, they have a mitzvah of Zimun, a chiv of Zimun, I should say, an obligation. So there was a machlaikis HaMoyroim, Rav and Rabbi Yechanan, if two people eat together, do they have the option of creating a Zimun? means do they join the bracha together for Birkas HaZimun? Or do they not have that option? And we quoted two shittas. We didn't say which opinion holds which way. So the Gemara begins today, Let's prove that Rav is the Amora who holds that they don't have the option. Meaning that if two people eat together, they're not allowed to make a zimun. There's no allowance for that. Because Rav Dimer by Yosef said in the name of Rav. So the key is Rav. Rav said, If three people eat together, and one of the three picked up and went out to the market. He didn't bench yet, but he'll have to bench later. But the Shaila here is like this. Kairin, so the, 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 the Gemara Paskins, Rav Paskins, how do you create a Zimun? So for sure, if you would come back and sit amongst the other two, you'd have three people and make a Zimun. But the Chiddush that Rav says is, The two that are still sitting there are allowed to call out to that third fellow and create a Zimun, it's a joiner, even though he's outside, he's not here. We'll see later exactly the details on this. But the point is, what is Rav Paskening? The reason you're allowed to create a Zimun is because the two that are remaining could call out to the third and he could participate. The reason is because they could call out to him. But that implies that if they couldn't call out and there were just two people remaining and the third was long gone, you wouldn't be allowed to do a Zimun. So from this it would appear that Rav is the Shita who holds two people do not have the allowance to create a Zimun. Says the Gemara, that's not a Raya. Very similar Pirchas to we, as we had yesterday. Shani Hasam, no, it's different in this scenario. Because initially they had the created a responsibility to do a Zimun. Meaning to say is, it's true. If that guy would be long gone, perhaps Rav would hold, they do have the option of creating a Zimun. But as we mentioned yesterday, they had a responsibility, a chiv of Zimun, with three. So in order to fulfill that chiv of Zimun, they have to call this guy. But if he would leave, they'd still have a reshus, a voluntary Zimun that they could create, and therefore you can't prove Rav doesn't hold of the option of Zimun when there's two people. So that proof is refuted. So Ella the Gemara says, fine, let's focus on the other Amayra. Perhaps we can prove from a different statement of Rabbi Yochanan that he's the Shita who says they cannot create a Zimun with two people. If two people ate together, 
One of them can be yaitze with a birkas hamazan of his friend, meaning that his friend can say birkas hamazan and the other fellow can listen, and he's yaitze with shoymeya When he's listening quietly, he's yaitze with the other fellow who is being motzehim, fulfilling his responsibility. Vavinan ba in the Gemara there challenged this psak of Rabbi Yochanan, Malan. What is the chiddush of Rabbi Yochanan? Tanina, we know this halacha, shama ana yatsa. We know that the halacha is. If somebody listened to someone else saying a bracha, even if he didn't respond, he's yatsa. The halacha is, he's yatsa because of shoymeya ka'ayna. The Amr Rabbi Zeras, Rabbi Zera explained the chiddush of Rabbi Yochanan, which is, lomar to say, she'ein birkas, change the girsa here, hazimon, she'ein birkas hazimon b'neihem. That although, what, the, what, the, what Rabbi Yochanan is emphasizing is, is that, the only thing that one can do for the other is birkas hamazon, means be him in the bracha. But the emphasis is, ein birkas hazimun b'neihem. They don't have the option of creating birkas hazimun, which Rashi speaks out with a very interesting distinction. Rashi explains, if he was allowed to join together with the other fellow in the zimun, because they had an option, according to Rabbi Yochanan of zimun, so then it shouldn't say that he's being motzehim in his bracha. The way Rashi says it is the iyesh zimun birkas shneiemhi. It's not being motzehim, but rather it's a joined bracha because he's they're saying nevarech and he's saying baruchu or baruchu shalchalamishalot. It joins the bracha together. The fact that we're emphasizing he could be motzehim in his bracha shows actually that's true, but they're not allowed to do a zimun together because there's only two people. And the Gemara says, Tistayim, this proof is upheld, and therefore it would emerge that Rav holds two people who eat together do have the option of Zimun. Rav Yochanan holds that they don't even have that option. One could be Motzi, the other abrupt person, but they can't join their bracha together with a Zimun. They don't have that option as two people. Amalei Rav Abar Rav Huna, the Rav Huna, the son of Rav Huna, said to Rav Huna, to his father, I, the problem with this is, we know, Rabbi Yochanan was the Rebbe. He was the great Gadol Adar in Eretz Yisrael, and Rav lived in Bovel. So Rav, Rav Abar Rav Huna said to Rav Huna, the problem with the Psak that we're coming at is, amri, but we know that the rabbis who came from Eretz Yisrael used to say over, if they want to create a zimun with two people, they are allowed to. So my love, the wasn't this psak something they heard from the Rebbe Rabbi Yochanan in Eretz Yisrael? So this would imply that Rabbi Yochanan actually is of the opinion they could create a zimun when there's two people. So my answer is, you know, it's not a raya, because Rav was initially living in Eretz Yisrael, and then he eventually descended to Bavel, created a yeshiva there, etc. So perhaps they heard this psak that two people could create a zimun together from Rav before he had descended from Eretz Yisrael to Bavel, and therefore it's not reflective of Rabbi Yochanan's psak, but rather Rav's psak, but Rabbi Yochanan actually maintains that the zimun is not allowed when there are only two people who eat together. Okay, moving on now. We're moving on now to the next section, the second section of the day. We'll talk a little bit about these halachas of zimun, when they join and when they separate, etc. So we had said in the statement of Rav above, if two people are eating, or if people are eating, and one of them goes outside, the halacha is, the remaining people who are sitting call out to that fellow, and he can actually join them for zimun. So gufa, amar avdimi bar Yosef, amar Rav, if three people are eating together, and one of them goes out to the market, so they could call out to him, and create a zimun along with him. 
Amrabai qualifies this statement, it has to be that they could call out to him any answers, meaning the two people who remain sitting in their place can hear what he has to say and he could hear what they have to say. But if he's out of earshot, they can't hear each other, they don't have the ability to join for Zimun. Amar Marzotra, now we have a very interesting machlaikis. We know that when you have three people sitting together, so you say the normal introductory sentences of Baruch Shachalom Ishalai, when you join your bracha together with the zimun. If there's ten people, so then you also invoke the name of Hashem, Baruch Aleikeinu Shachalom Ishalai. So the machlaikis we're going to have here is when are you allowed to utilize this fellow who's outside in the market as part of the zimun? One sheet is going to say it's specifically three, but not ten, and the other sheet is going to say the opposite. So, Amar Zutra, Zutra says, You're only allowed to utilize the third person when you're dealing with three people. Such a scenario, if the third person is outside in the shuk and they could hear each other, he could join together to create the bracha of zimun. But if there's ten people, so that means nine remain sitting, and one is outside who could even hear them. Adenaisi, he has to actually come and sit down amongst the other people who remained in their seats. Only then could you invoke the name of Hashem. We're going to see later, the svara here is, because in order to invoke the name of Hashem, to mask Yashem Shemayim within the Zimun, it has to be more of a significance. Having a tenth fellow outside doesn't reach that level of significance yet, and therefore it wouldn't be allowed. But for three, it would be acceptable. Maskiflo Ravashi Adrav Ravashi says, Lechayra Marzutra should be the opposite. <coughs> The opposite is logical. Because Tisha Niran Asari says like this if nine people are sitting and one person standing nearby, so it looks like ten people are sitting. The distinction between nine and ten is not all that drastic. So therefore, it still looks like a large group of people. And therefore, you should be allowed to join that tenth fellow who's outside. But Shnayim, if you have two people sitting, they don't look like three, meaning the distinction is obvious that there's not three people there. So perhaps it should be necessary. As, as, Ravashi, as Ravashi is saying, it should be necessary then for three to be sitting together where nine could actually rely on the tenth fellow who's outside. But the Gemara says, marzutra. Nonetheless, the halacha is like Marzutra, that three, in such a scenario, two can utilize the third fellow outside, but not nine utilizing the tenth fellow in the shuk. My time, what's the reason? Since they want to mention the name of Hashem, less than 10 would be not considered derech eretz, to invoke the name of Hashem. It needs more of a significant uh, group, and therefore you need all 10 to be sitting. But with three, even if one is nearby, the other two could still create a zimun with him, as long as he could hear them, like we said above. Okay, let's move on now. So we said, when two people are eating together, it's if they're allowed to create a zimun or not. Amr Abayi says, Nakitzinan, so we have a halacha, Shnayim she'achlu ke'achas, if two people ate together. Okay, mitzvah lechalik. So the, there is a mitzvah for them to split up. Now what does it mean? It means you could utilize the principle of shamiah ka'ayna, which means one would say birkas hamazon, the other one would listen. So you're not doing a zimun, but just to be him in Birkas Hamazon, you could do that. But Abayi says it's more ideal when there's only two people not to rely on Shaymeh but rather each one should say Birkas Hamazon on their own. 
Taninami Hachi, the Brisa also illustrates this. If two people ate together, each one should say Birkasamazan on their own. That's if they're both educated rabbis, so they know how to bench on their own. But if one is educated, he's a Talmud Chacham, and the other one is an ignoramus, so then the Seifer should say Birkasamazan and be Yaitzi, the, the board, the person who does not a bench, because otherwise, Lechairi, he won't be able to pronounce the words properly. Won't be able to say the brachas properly, and he won't be yitz at all. This way, at least, he could be yitz with shamia Okay, let's continue. Amarava, hamilsa amrisa ano. I said over a certain halacha, v'itamra mishmed Rabbi Zera kavasi, and it was said over in the name of Rabbi Zera in accordance with my psak. I saw some say here itamra is an eretz yisrael. It was said over. What was the psak that we agreed upon, Rava and Rabbi Zera? If three people ate together, this comes up, let's say, at a wedding. So you happen to sit with two other people. One person, he wants to do, do the zimun already. That means he, he wants to go for some reason. So it says, Rav and Rabbi Zera, the derech the appropriate thing to do, as Rashi explains, is if one person, echad mafsik l'shnayim, one person would have to stop eating and pause for two others who want to make a zimun now. Now he could continue eating after the zimun is over. But he has to pause his meal in respect for the two others who are ready to do a zimun. But two people don't have to pause their meal for the one person who's ready to do a zimun. Rashi learns this is derech It's the appropriate thing to do. Now, granted, in the scenario where two are ready to go, the one would stop and do a zimun, he could continue eating and bench afterwards. That's not a problem. But the point is, it's derech eretz for one to pause if two are ready to do a zimun, but not two for one. The Gemara says, Veloy, is that true? He stopped his meal when Abamar, his son, was finished in order to do a zimun. And it was Rav Papa who stopped along with another fellow. So Lechairi, you see, two people stopped for one. Sigmar answers, Shani Rav Papa. Rav Papa was different. He just did something beyond the letter of the law. It means he didn't have to do this. He wanted to show deference or significance to his son, Abamar, and that's why him and another fellow stopped their meal to do a zimun. But in general, this would not be the necessary halacha mitzad derech eretz based on the normative rules of uh, regular behavior. Continues the Gemara with a story. Yehuda bar Meremar. Amar number one, Umar Baravashi two, Viravachami Difti three, three Amaroyim, Karchirifta Bahade Hadadi. So they were wrapping bread together, which means they ate a meal together. And none of these three was significantly more chashuv or significantly more important than the others in order to to make a zimun, to lead the zimun for the other two. Now they thought, let's take out this next word, they thought, they made a psak as follows. When the Mishnah says three people join together with a zimun and they make a collective bracha, they assume that the pshat was, that's when one of them is particularly more significant, and therefore it gives him chashivus by allowing him to be the mezamin and join them together with a bracha. However, if they're of equal footing, then there wouldn't be a need to do a zimun and they should bench separately. That's what they assumed. 
So they said as follows, Three people who eat together, we said in the Mishnah, they have a chiyuv of zimun. That's only when somebody is particularly more significant. But if we're of equal footing, it would be more important or more ideal for us to bench separately. That's what they assume the psak would be. And therefore, each person bench separately. That's what they assumed. Afterwards, they came in front of Meremar. He actually corrected them in their psak. He said, firstly, you were yaitzah birkas hamazim because you said birkas hamazim properly. But you weren't yaitzah zimun. And that means to say is, you should have done a zimun. The idea isn't only when there's the, a much greater person to gather the bracha together, but even if there's just three people that are of equal footing, you still have a mitzvah of zimun, and you should have done a zimun. So maybe you'll say, even though you've benched already, maybe you should now, after the fact, create the zimun bracha. The Gemara says, there's no such thing. If you've all benched already, there's no capacity now to do the birkas zimun and gather together. That doesn't happen after the fact. Continues the Gemara now. The Mishnah tells a very, Gemara tells now a very interesting thing. A person arrived at a meal when they were already creating the zimun. It means they were about to bench, and he arrived, and he heard the zimun. Now, he hadn't eaten. So he didn't eat anything, let's say. It's perhaps if he drank, perhaps there is allowance to even participate properly. He hadn't eaten anything. So now, it's very important to note here, and we'll focus in on this in a moment, but what response should he say? Now, l'chayra, he can't say, nevarech she'achalnu mishaloi, because he didn't eat. That we bench, we bless towards the one that we've eaten from, because he didn't eat anything. But l'chayra, he could respond, Baruch he could respond to certain parts of the bracha of the zimun, because that's just a general blessing to Hashem. So the Gemara says like this, Bo mitzan kishen mevarchin. fellow walked in when they were already about to bench. So ma'o oimer achareihem, how should he respond after the leader of the zimun? So Rizvid amar baruchum vayrach. Rizvid says he should say, baruchum vayrach. Taisvis adds to this. Taisvis says, baruchu mevayrach, blessed is he who mevayrach. It's a source of blessing. Umavarach Shmaya and his name is blessed. Tamid Lailam Void. Constantly forever. It's a little bit similar to what we say, Yehi Shem Hashem Mevarach Meataviyaraylam. So that's the position of Rabzvid. Rav Papa Amar Aina Amin. Rav Papa says no, he just says Amen. But the Gemara says this is actually not a machlaikis. It depends what he hears the Mizamein, the fellow leading the Zimun, what he hears him saying. Hadash Kachinu de Kaamre Nevarech. This is how Rashi and the Mefarshim explain. When he hears the Mizamin say, Nevarech she'achalnu mishaloi. Now, if he, if he hears him say, We shall bless to the one who he consumed. He can't respond, Nevarech she'achalnu mishaloi, because he didn't eat. Nor could he respond, Amen, to that. And the reason for that is because it's not a bracha. Nevarech she'achalnu mishaloi is a, it's a invitation for the others to join him. But it's not a bracha, so Amen would not be appropriate. So then the Gemara says, Rabbi Zvid told us, you say, Baruch mevarech, like we said before, which is giving a response of giving a bracha to Hashem, essentially, and that's appropriate. Veha, and the other option, is da'ashkachinu, when you would say, Amen, da'ashkachinu amri baruch, when you heard him say, Baruch shachalami shalai, that's a bracha, that's actually birkas azimun. So that you could respond, Amen, which is the proper response to a bracha, and that's when you would say, Amen. And the Gemara explains, ashkachinu amri nevarich, if the fellow walked and he heard the, the mezamin saying, Nevarich shachalnu, oimah baruchu mevairach, he responds, Baruch mevairach. Ashkachinu amri baruch, if he only heard, he heard him saying, Baruch shachalnu, that's a bracha, that's birkas azimun, and Amen, then he would say, Amen as a response to the bracha. 
Okay, let's finish off with the third and final section now. The Gemara now tells us, moving on a little bit to Amen and Birkas Hamazim. Tani Chadas, one Brisa says, Ha'ino Amen Achar Birkaisav, or some, the Bach adds Kol Birkaisav, Harezim Eshubach. If somebody responds Amen after his own brachas, that is considered praiseworthy. It means his own bracha, he finishes and he says Amen. Vitanya Idach, and the other Brisa says, Harezim Maguna, no, it's inappropriate to say Amen after your own bracha. Like Hashi, the Gemara clarifies, not a stira. Let's explain like Rashi first, now the way Tysus explains the shitas of Rashi, really. This that we say, you say, Omein, it's after finishing Boine Yerushalayim. We know in Birkas HaMazon, the end of the Da'iraisa section of the first three brachas is Boine Yerushalayim, but then after, So when you finish a section of brachas, as Rashi explains, like finishing Boine Yerushalayim, because that's the end of the Da'iraisa section of benching, it's appropriate to say amen to separate between the sections, meaning to say is that there is an end. This is a finale of sections. In Amela, it's appropriate to say amen. But other brachas in general, it's not appropriate to say amen after. Tesis expands on this sheet of Rashi, which would also be applicable after Yishtabach. You finish Pesukah de Zimra, you could also say amen. Or as Rashi says, also after the brachas of Kriyashma. If you finish the Seder of the brachas of Kriyashma, you could say Amen. Which actually is Sfardim, do I believe, after Hashkivenu. The point is, is that when it finishes a section, a significant section, Amen would be appropriate. But in general, Amen is not appropriate to say after your own brachas. Now, Taisvis disagrees with this. Taisvis says, um, he says, The only custom is after but in these un- other contexts, we don't say Amen even after an order of brachas. The Mepharshim seem to explain the distinction is that has another reason, which is to distinguish between those brachas that are da'iraisa and da'rabanan. But in general, just the finale of a section, you wouldn't necessarily say Amen. So therefore, we have two different ways of explaining the Rishayim here what this distinction would be. Continues the Gemara regarding this point of Boine Yerushalayim saying Amen. In order to, he wanted to fulfill this Indian of saying Amen after Boine Yerushalayim. So he would actually say this Amen out loud. Why would he do it? Because his workers who had off for Birkas HaMazim, but specifically for the Dairaisa sections of it, should know the Dairaisa section is over, and now you have to get back to work. In order that his workers would get up and get back to work. Because the is and therefore they didn't have an exemption from working during that time. Therefore he said this Amen of, after Boyne Yerushalayim, out loud. Now, Rav Ashi had a bit of a different sensitivity. Apparently, he didn't have the issue with the workers. And therefore, Ani he would still say this Amen, as we said, that is the halacha, but he would say it quietly. Why? So people should not denigrate the fourth bracha of Atoy Vametiv. If you start to say it out loud, people might start to say, really, Atoy Vametiv is not a significant bracha at all. So in order that people don't think the rabbinic bracha is insignificant, he would say Amen, but quietly, so people don't get the wrong message. We're going to stop here. Bottom of Mem Hamad Bays, Pezwa Shemu pick up with Mem Vov Amud Aleph tomorrow. In the meantime, everyone have a wonderful day.